Hello, my friends. This is astrologer DK Brainer, and you're listening to the Stars for the People Astrology Podcast for the week of Monday, January 31st, 2011. We've got a new moon in Aquarius this week on Wednesday the 2nd. And this new moon happens in a conjunction with Mars. It also happens right on the cross-quarter day of Imbolc or Candlemas. And the this is a cross-quarter day that, you know, it also it's also the Chinese New Year, this new moon. So got a lot going on. And the Sabian symbol for the new moon is a train entering a tunnel. The symbolism of Imbolc, this cross-quarter day, the, the, the halfway point between the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere and the Aries ingress or the spring equinox, Flip it if you're in the southern hemisphere, obviously. But the the symbolism for this cross-quarter day is really the celebration of fertility. And at the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, we're celebrating the return of the light. The promise of the return of the light, really. And my understanding of Imbolc is that we're celebrating the actual return of the light. So it's Groundhog Day as well. You know, it's the groundhog looking out to see if he can see his shadow, if spring is actually around the corner. And there's this kind of consistent theme. And then the train entering the tunnel for the Sabian symbol is really interesting because the way I I picture that is that we're moving more deeply into this global transition that most of us became aware of on a pretty visceral level in 2010 with the energies of the outer planetary pressure cooker happening um, on the cardinal cross of the world horoscope. And, you know, I just got invited to present at a retreat in Minneapolis on March 26th with my dear friend J.J. Norman and um, several other just really phenomenal people on 2011 and 2012, Transformative Healing, I believe is the title. And J.J. asked me to look into, you know, what, what can we tell people to help prepare for this 2012 moment? That, as I've talked about before in the podcasts, is already upon us. You know, we're already in it. So what can we do to prepare for it? And when I think of that symbolism of the train entering the tunnel, and this is just such a, it's such a powerful new moon energy with the sun and moon conjunct Mars and and happening on the cross-quarter days, which are already portal days of power 
in the world. I think of this is the time when we're moving really into this transition. And, and you know, 2011, as I talked about on my, um, and as my guests, Carrie Roy and, and Maria Shaw talked about on my 2011 predictions show uh, over on uh, the Edge Astrology show, is this year where the shakeups that happened in 2010 where we're being urged to actually change our behavior, to change the people that we connect with, to find our tribe, and to really start preparing for this great global transition that's going to occupy us for so much of the next 30 years. So I'm back in New Orleans, and it feels really good to be back here. Not only because it was 67 degrees today and it's 26 degrees back in Michigan, although that helps. And not only because I'm getting to spend time with my lovely Roya Pearl, my beautiful daughter, although that helps. But one of the things that I'm just really digging about being back in the city is how creative things are here. You know, and I'm not a big Mardi Gras fan. It's a little bit, um, for my level of psychic sensitivity, it's a little bit too um, too chaotic. There's just too much crazy psychic energy bouncing all over the place. And, um, But at the same time, I respect all the creativity that goes into it. And, you know, just walking around in the city, people are doing things here. They're not sitting inside watching their TV and just zoned out like so much of the rest of the world. Yeah, that goes on here like everywhere, but that amazing creative energy in New Orleans. And as I was meditating and reflecting on what are the best things that I can share with people as far as what the astrology of this year in 2012 tells us, not only about our present moment, but also about the transitional time that we're going through with Pluto and Capricorn over the next 15 years. And then the 15 years of restructuring society that are going to happen after that. And one of the major things that I got is that creativity is the key And that may sound a little simplistic, so I want to really repeat it. Creativity is the key if you want to thrive and survive, survive and thrive in 2011, 2012, and the next 30 years. And I mean that literally as literally as as I get as I can get it I was talking with uh, Moose poet and performance artist in New Orleans the other day and we were talking about the future of the monetary system and and how we're you know we're going to be moving beyond that as we also move beyond the manufacturing based pollution generating um, 
way of doing things that, that has evolved out through, throughout this last Pluto cycle since the last time Pluto was in Capricorn, which was when we moved from an agrarian, rural kind of world into a more manufacturing city-based world, among many other things. It was also the time of the American Revolution. And Moose brought up something that resonated with what another New Orleans, or former New Orleans, sometimes New Orleans healer, friend, and shaman of mine, um, and I had been discussing a few months ago, which basically reinforces the message that I've been getting. And I've been consciously asking since at least Hurricane Katrina, you know, show me the best path through this potentially very dark and yet ultimately transformative time that we're going into. You know, so if you look at the astrology, you can kind of see years years in advance. Well, there's some, some intense stuff's going to happen around 2010, and then again around 2014 and 2015, and then again, you know, going deeper into the new millennium. And this message that has consistently been coming through and has gotten clearer and clearer lately is that 2012 does represent a a new world and the end of an old world. But what Moose was saying, and, and it resonated so eerily with what Jaden was saying before and with what I've gotten intuitively, and also with what... Um, there were these thought experiments done, I think in the eighties and these two separate experiments by two different hypnotherapists who were not aware of each other's work. And they involved future progressing large groups of people. I want to say there were thousands of people in all who participated in this. One projected them forward to 2030 and one projected them forward to 2050 and they asked people to describe what they saw in the United States of America. And this like striking um, statistically significant portion of both groups described basically the same thing. There's no central government. People are living in pockets or in communities. Some of them are very violent and dangerous. Some of them are extremely peaceful and loving. And, you know, what What comes up with the 2012 energy, it's, it's hard to talk about this sometimes, but because it seems so, it's outside of the realm of what we know now, and yet it's very within the realm of what we know about quantum physics and about shamanism and about how the mind ultimately creates reality through the perceiving organism that that we are is that there are going to be these two paths and somehow we're going to share the same space you know but it's almost as if one group of people moves into 
a parallel dimension, you know, which is something that, um, that's just so out, it's so out there. It's not even, you know, I think we tend to hear these things and we tend to, um, at least I know I still do, you know, because of the way I was programmed and think, oh, well, that's science fiction or that's fantasy or, you know, wouldn't that be cool? But it's not real, but it is real. I mean, as far as mainstream modern science knows, parallel dimensions and alternate universes are absolutely what's out there, you know, and, and obviously we're just scratching the surface, but that's what keeps emerging is that there will be groups of us who are living in harmony and living this really enjoyable existence. And there are going to be pockets of, there's a lot coming down the pipe between now and then. And we'll talk more about some of those transitional challenges in the future. You know what though? Speaking of pipe, I want to play you just a little short piece that my daughter and I came up with out at Audubon Park last week on this really cool wheeled sculpture, the photograph of which I used as artwork on my website the other day. So no great shakes, but it's better than watching TV. Check it out. Ready, set, go! So what we came up with, or this picture that seems to be emerging, is that, and I'm going to get Jaden on on the podcast at some point to to kind of talk more about this if she's willing, but is that it's creativity that separates the two paths. So the people who choose to stay in the darkness that, you know, a lot of times when people think about 2012 and the end of the world, the ego pictures this apocalyptic, dark, horrific kind of scenario. And I remember hearing John Major Jenkins, the, um, the preeminent 2012 scholar, talking about how there's nothing in the Mayan material that predicts these, you know, horrible apocalyptic wars and Armageddon and environmental events, etc. He said, you know, the reason that that it's portrayed like that is because to the ego it is an apocalypse because the door is being opened in 2012 for an entry into unity consciousness which for the ego is tantamount to death because the ego thrives on convincing us that we need to be separate. And in the hacking the matrix protocol that I'm developing in the words premium membership, 
you know, that's what we're working with as well. The matrix depends on keeping us convinced that we need to stay in isolation. We need to stay trapped in, in fear and in anger and in believing ourselves to be separate and powerless. So what's coming forth is that creativity is what, what separates the two paths. So the people who are trapped in consumerism and in passive consumption mode, you know, so distraction and avoidance and dissociation, whether it's through drugs or whether it's through food or whether it's through, um, shopping, you know, watching Fox news or, or whatever other media addictions that take us out of our center and take us out of ourselves, you know, and take us out of our power. Those people are going to continue this sort of descent into violence and hyperviolence that you see if you watch just about any nighttime TV program or if you watch the news with all the war and, you know, all the negative things going on. And then, and it actually makes perfect sense. It seems so simple, but it makes perfect sense that the path that diverges and goes into a more peaceful, harmonious world or universe. And, and again, I don't know what this is going to look like. It, you know, I believe this has happened before and potentially happened in reverse during the Atlanta Lemuria times. But I don't know what this looks like. I don't know what a hyperdimensional shift is going to look like for, you know, millions of people. But it makes sense that it would be creativity that would change things for us. And that's the energy that I feel at this new moon that we could really strive to, to cultivate with this new moon, Mars and Aquarius. Because Aquarius is about the enlightened society, ideally. It's also about the conflict between the isolated individual and between the group. And Aquarius is progressive levels of society out of the box thinking. It's what we could create if, as the soul rebels say, we just let our mind be free. So creativity doesn't take money for the most part. Living creatively you know, and we don't have to spend a lot of money, right? When we're living creatively. And the universe by nature, God, God us by nature, are creative. I mean, if you look around, the universe is teeming with life and constantly creating new life. And we've gotten trapped in this negative iteration of the matrix where we believe that in order to keep ourselves safe, we have to proactively kill, whether it's Muslims or Russians or germs, right? Or other animals that are competing supposedly for our health and our energy. When in reality, it's the matrix that's siphoning off our energy. And so my, to tie this all together as well as I can, what I want to encourage you this week and next week as we build on the energy of this new moon is let's all step into our creativity. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be any big, big thing. And in fact, that's one of the 
it's one of the controlling falsehoods that the matrix, this version of the, of the dark matrix puts over on us is that, well, you can't play music if you're not, you know, concert level. There's no sense in doing it, you know, and, and don't sing unless you have a voice like Celine Dion or, you know, whoever your favorite singer is, professional, you know, big time singer. And don't draw, you're, you're not Picasso, who do you think you are? You know, when in reality, it's all a trap to keep us trapped in this passive, powerless mode where we basically function as ba energy batteries. So let's use this high energy, this progressive, revolutionary, shake it up energy that we've got going for the next couple weeks. And let's set our intention and, and actually step into our creativity. I really don't think it's an, an option anymore if we want to thrive and survive and if we want to take that path of peace and joy and abundance that's opening up to us now and in the post-2012 years. We need to be out there creating and, you know, as with the little thing that Roya and I did, Roya and I did at Audubon Park, doesn't that, it's no big deal, right? It's just we're out there, we're making music, we're making things happen, we're moving our bodies. And the great thing about that is it's free. And it makes you feel good. And it activates that good, centered power source that we all have within us, which is our divine birthright as sparks of the divine. Hope you found this useful and that you'll find it enjoyable. I like having you along with me. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is astrologer DK Brainerd saying, may you go with the stars. I've seen the best minds of my generation Refuse to take their medication Your electroshocks your chemical pills mm, ain't gonna cure what ails us. And I've seen the best minds of my generation washing windows at the service station. Guess up the beater. See